Hello, hello, hello. You're tuned into the Grandson of a Pastor podcast with your host, Yurik. And yes, I am truly a grandson of a pastor. Again, I'd like to thank all of my listeners for downloading the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. I'd like to thank the listeners who are also sharing our information on all the social media platforms. We are streaming on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and most importantly, Spotify. Again, the foundation of the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, we are imperfect souls on an imperfect walk, influenced by none other than our parents, grandparents, politics, politicians, but most importantly, our religious beliefs. Again, if you got any suggestions to the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, you can send those suggestions or feedback to edware2020 at gmail.com. That again is edware2020 at gmail.com. Today, we're going to be begin a series uh, that I talked about uh, many, many months ago. I had a guest on the podcast. He was talking about the same thing. Uh, Brother Jeffrey Taylor, who was talking about the fire, which is finance, insurance, and real estate. Today, we're going to be talking about insurance. Uh, I have a brother here who's going to really dive into uh, the insurance part of this series. Uh, got brother Thomas Allen. He is the insurance agency owner for Allstate Insurance. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we'd like Brother Allen to introduce himself, uh, tell us a little bit about his background, what his agency does. I know it's insurance, but I'd like to, for him to break down. And again, I'd like to thank him for coming on the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. Well, th- thanks so much uh, for having me. Um, uh, as he said, obviously, I'm Thomas, and um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a local Allstate insurance agent. Uh, we, we operate a small business here. Um, in Louisville uh, and Lexington, uh, we've been very blessed uh, to to have a, a great business uh, with great people uh, within it. So we operate two offices here in Louisville, and I and I have an office in Lexington, uh, Kentucky, as well. So um, yeah, we we have a uh, we kind of have a doctrine in our agency, which is uh, we're always on a quest to be. Uh, to have perfection. We know we'll never get to uh, perfection, but if that's the goal, we're at least shooting for those stars. I, I think that kind of goes with uh, what you said about, you know, we're all being imperfect people, uh, but, you know, let's work toward uh, being the best version of ourselves. Yes. Uh, before we dive in, I'd like to read a scripture. And this comes from easy. It's Proverbs 22, uh, 13 and 22, where it says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid down for the righteousness. Once again, we're talking about Proverbs 13 and 22, where it says, a good man leaves inheritance for his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteousness. So we're going to talk about a couple of things with the insurance. Of course, everybody knows uh, the most popular insurance that people talk about uh, is auto insurance. Uh, we'd like to also, we're going to have Brother Allen give all his information so we can kind of push some of our business towards uh, Brother Allen for coming on the podcast. But I also want him to just elaborate on all these different topics. We're going to talk about auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance, but most importantly, we really want to dive into life insurance. So uh, I'd like Brother Allen to talk about the different versions of auto insurances uh, here in Kentucky. 
Yeah, so uh, overall, just auto insurance in Kentucky, to be perfectly honest, it's, it's a rather difficult state to kind of, uh, for auto insurance uh, rate-wise. Uh, a lot of people already know that insurance rates, if you go just across the bridge to Indiana, are usually about half what we pay here. And a lot of that's just because of our laws that we have. Uh, it makes it easier to uh, sue other people and such. And um, there's built-in um, coverages that most states don't have. So in general, auto insurance in Kentucky is, is, is just it's a higher cost basis than most states. So we, we have challenges here, but um, we, we've been able to weather uh, some of those challenges as well. So, Got you. Got you. So uh, I know we, we're trying to get an elementary size. So can you kind of break down the differences between the uh, insurances from uh, collision coverages and things? And what do you suggest uh, for most customers to have uh, when they're driving, especially when you have young uh, teenagers who are coming on the policies. Yeah, so teens uh, in general are a tough segment of, of drivers. So in insurance, what we do is we try to get the rate right. So basically, we use you know hundreds or you know thousands of statistics, um, you know, variations, a lot of complicated and advanced math to try to, to try to figure out how many losses we're going to have and how much that's going to cost. And in turn, the customer sees that as the rate for that insurance. So we talk about teens, teens are literally the most risky segment of all people. So you look at, you know, uh, drivers in their forties, uh, older drivers, you look at, um, families, uh, when you put all the kind of different segments of people, teen drivers are by far the, the riskiest. Uh, I'll be honest, I've seen statistics where, you know, a new new driver, you know, within the first six months, about 80% of them have accidents. Okay. Um, so that's why uh, when you add that child to your policy, first off, um, it's always best to call your insurance company first. Um, and it's best the second it's best to sit down so you can take whatever's going to happen to you rate wise. Um, but, you know, I, I tell a lot of our clients, you know, use this as a, just another one of those building opportunities for the kids to invest them in understanding paying bills and their responsibility and, and stuff. So we, we usually advise a lot of the clients to make the kids um, if the kids have jobs, you know, let the kids use their job to pay an insurance. It, it, it helps them understand, um, you know, that work equity and, and paying, paying bills. So, um, so yeah, it, it's um, overall um, the, the teen drivers and such, uh, that, that's a very risky segment. To your point about collision coverage, um, so collision is basically if you hit a fixed object. That's kind of um, our, our term uh, legally. And um, so, so that's hitting everything. A lot of people think insurance just pays for hitting other cars. It pays for literally any other property damage. You hit a, you hit a mailbox, you, uh, you know, you do uh, willies or you spin out on grass or something crazy like that. But it covers property damage and not just your car. So your collision coverage is going to pay for your car specifically if you have it. So, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. So after we get talking about done talk right here, uh, auto insurance, let's get into uh, homeowners insurance because a lot of people think, uh, and me being one of them, thinking that I just want to make sure I am totally uh, insured like I need to be. So what are some of the avenues and what are some of the things you talk to some of your clients about when it comes to auto insurance and things like that? I mean, homeowners, yeah. excuse me. 
Absolutely. So um, we look at insurance in general as um, it's sort of an a la carte system. We do have the basic things uh, built in and, and you know, there's uh, literally about a hundred coverages you probably never heard of that are just basic within your policy. But then there's other, diff- there's other add-ons and um, they're not included on everybody's policy because they don't apply to everybody. And it would just drive up the cost of insurance if we if we did it. So take for instance a coverage called water backup. Um, that usually pays for if your sump pump fails or water backs up into the home. It's most uh, applicable for people who have basements. Okay. A lot of people. So if you don't have a basement, you don't necessarily need to have that coverage. So you know. So there are a lot of different coverages like that that, that we that we add on, but. Um, yeah, homeowners insurance has a plethora of coverages, and, and it's important that you definitely talk to an agent and review your policy. Um, we, we'd say we'd like to review all of our policies with our clients at least once every couple of years, so at least once every two years, so you can understand, see if there's, make sure you're covered for all of those uh, situations. Got you. Uh, so I know uh, with the internet, uh, it has came along, and they come up with these, uh, you get all these different emails and add-ons, uh, things about how cheap you can get your insurance. So what is your, what is your advice to my listeners about insurance and, and shopping insurance online versus actually you know, having a relationship with an agent? Yeah, so obviously I'm biased, but I'll tell you this. Um, uh, I'm not even going to say definitely come to me. Obviously we'd like that, but just go to a person. You know, insurance is a relationship business because we literally read 600 page books, do continuing education, and um, it, it's a profession and a craft. Uh, and it's something uh, that, that you need a professional understanding. Going online to do it is just not the, the best way to do it. Um, I think that when faced with a $15,000 loss, a $15,000 issue in your home, um, is it, it's worth the 10, 15 minutes you spend talking to an agent versus going online and trying to figure out if you need a specific coverage. So yeah, never, I'll be honest, uh, it, it all, it goes bad a lot for people who uh, get their insurance online, whether it's home insurance or auto insurance. So, yeah. What is your suggestion on, on bundling? Yeah, I think it's. I think that's a good process. I think you it, it you know it helps build equity with that company. And if there are some situations um, where uh, uh, you can use your um, your customerhood, if you will, um, and say, "Hey, I have my auto and my home with you, my life insurance, I have my investments with you. Um, I want to. Uh, I don't understand why this isn't going." Uh, going well or what's taking so long if you're faced with a particular issue. So, uh, you know, I do think it's, it's best, you know, not all prices are the same. Sometimes you pay a little more um, just based on the pricing to have that other line of insurance. So your home might be great. The auto might be a little more expensive, but I honestly believe, and just not with me, but any carrier putting that uh, coverage all in one place uh, makes sense. And uh, I know we have some specific provisions within our policy that give our clients a lot more benefits because they bundle. For instance, if you have home insurance, 
you know, if you have four accidents in a year with any company that, you know, that you're at fault with, that company's going to be looking at your policy because they're probably thinking you're a lot more risky and you're going to cost a lot more money in the future. So um, that company would probably drop you at your uh, next renewal. But we, with our bundling provisions, if you have home with us, we can never drop you for claims. So we'll always keep you, um, which is different than, you know, I think 90% of the companies. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit. We, we still got people uh, that does a lot of renting. They are building a lot of apartments here in, in the Louisville, Kentucky area. So can you talk about the renter's insurance? Because I know a lot of people get lost uh, when it comes to renter's insurance. Yeah, absolutely. So renter's insurance uh, has kind of two important coverages. Um, and the first is what everybody thinks of your stuff. So it covers all your property. When you look at, when you think of renter's insurance or home, uh, the best way to understand what's covered is if you turned your home or your apartment upside down, everything that falls down is your personal property. So your renter's insurance is going to cover all of that stuff. Um, and th that second coverage is your liability. Um, we, people don't uh, think about their liability coverage as much, but it's, it's very important. Um, that is your liability to others. So, for instance, I have a client who had a condo, which is very much similar to renter's insurance, and she pays about, excuse me, she paid about $400 a year, and they, let, they had a fire in the condo. Turns out it burned down the condo. So she, we crafted her policy in such that we didn't give her the minimum amount of liability coverage. We gave her a couple levels up. So she had about uh, $300,000 in liability coverage. Turns out that condo building was, you know, about $280,000 in coverage. So the liability coverage that she had paid for um, her, her financial responsibility for the entire condo burning down. So she paid $300. We paid she paid three four hundred dollars we paid almost three hundred thousand dollars so that that is the kind of the power of insurance and, and uh, the liability coverage so got you so we're going to dive deep into this next one which is uh as you say we talked before coming on we're, we're going to talk about life insurance because uh, a lot of us have these misnomers or not just not the understanding between you got term you got whole you got universal uh, so I want you to break down uh, the, the the difference of the three. Uh, sure. Then we're going to talk about, you know, not having enough insurance as well as having uh, too much insurance. But I mean, not too much, making sure you have enough insurance. So let's talk about the uh, difference between the term whole and universal. Yeah, so uh, I always like to start a conversation when I'm in consultation with uh, clients. And uh, it's important to first understand what they're trying to do with the life insurance before we, you know, throw, figure out what bucket um, to put them in. Um, because life insurance does a lot of things. It does income replacement. So usually there's two income households. If somebody passes away, you have to replace that income. It also pays, uh, it can pay off a mortgage because a lot of, a, a lot, you know, two family households that you need that, you need that life, uh, you need that second income. So it's kind of income replacement. However, um, one thing's for sure, if God forbid something happened to somebody, um, you want to make sure it's best to have that mortgage paid off. We ask our clients, do you want to leave a home or a mortgage? You want to leave the home. 
And then, and then obviously there, there's other benefits such as you know, making sure their kids can go to college and those expenses. When you're, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, yes. you, you are getting their future incomes for the next 30, 40, 50, 60 some odd years, right? So God forbid that person would pass away, all those future incomes are gone. Yes. Um, so, so, and it is, it's, it's very much financial. So we, we try to do that. But when we talk about the, so, you know, it's just very important. We figure out, you know, what the client is trying to do. So when we talk about term insurance, uh, I have a mix personally have a bunch of policies, but I have a mix of, uh, term and permanent policies, the whole life and universal life fall into those permanent categories. Um, but my term policies, uh, usually, um, are, are for a purpose. And, and again, we want to structure it for a purpose. So my term policies, um, usually are for, okay, I plan to pay off this business loan in this amount of time. If something happens to me, I want to make sure, you know, my significant other is taken care of to where she would, uh, assume the business and she doesn't have that debt with the business as well, because obviously she assuming a business I primarily run. It can be difficult to have that debt obligation too. So, um, so I have those term policies. A, a lot of people choose term because um, they believe their their income will increase in the future. So, you know, they if you just got a if you're in you know college or something, you're going to school to be a doctor. You know, it's very and and you're in a relationship or something. It's it's okay to have a term policy because you know once you graduate, get you know finish residency, things like that, you're going to have a lot more income in the future. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need that term policy. You can get a permanent policy later on. Um, so so there's uh, some nuances to that, um, um, especially when you believe you'll be uh, having bigger future incomes. Whole life policy, literally you pay it. Um, you're good for your life. It's a, it's a level premium, um, and um, and whole life policies always pay out um, as long as you're paying the payments. So you don't have to worry about. There's a little bit of a, a cat. There's a cash value account where you pay, and um, you know, depending on how it's set up, you can get um, a percentage uh, applied to the cash value, and um, you can all, and you can take loans against that. So. Um, so, so that's kind of whole life and universal life, similar, very much similar to whole life. Uh, you know, when you make, uh, it, it can be a level premium. You do have to watch it because, um, sometimes accounts can blow up. You just want to make sure that, um, that policy is structured well. In most cases we do a lot of time, a lot of whole life and we, uh, and financial uh, products, but you want to make sure your, your universal life is, is set, uh, set well set up well, especially the premium that you're paying, because um, there can be a situation um, in years in the future that uh, your the cost of the insurance is not being paid. There's essentially a couple buckets and the cost of, and you're paying the cost of insurance. Um, and then there's uh, that investment portion. Um, so again, similar to whole life, it, it, it does have an opportunity to, uh, to have a cash value you can borrow against it. So overall, the overriding theme I would just say is, you know, it has to work for the solution that you're trying to, uh, to find the type of life insurance. So let's talk about not having enough insurance when a loved one, um, pass away unexpectedly. So let's talk about not having enough insurance. 
Yeah. So first off, have a policy outside of work. Uh, you know, life insurance is one of the most important future forward planning uh, uh, things that you can do. So don't trust your work to um, to have your life insurance. You wouldn't trust your work to do any of your other planning uh, for your future. Um, so uh, work policies go away after you retire most of the time or if you quit. So we have a lot of situations where people retire, they don't have any life insurance. Well, they're 70 years old now and life insurance can be expensive uh, and they can have health, health issues. So uh, yeah, definitely jump on life insurance as young as you can because it is based on age and health and you're never younger than you were yesterday. Um, and you're going to, chances are you're going to be healthier, uh, yesterday than you were today. So, so, so those are important. So, you know, if I can give the listeners some takeaways, you know, have a life insurance policy outside of work and, you know, something that you, cause you can control it. Um, yeah. And, and make sure you're, you're, you're having enough. So, um, you want to make sure you're, you're hitting, uh, you're paying off the mortgage term. So if you have a 20 year mortgage, you want to make sure that life insurance can, uh, hit that mortgage and get that paid off. Um, there are so many bills that people uh, in relationships, husband, wives, and such collectively put together that just one party cannot take on by themselves. So you're always going to pay the, the majority of your income for the roof over your head. That's always going to be your biggest bill. So make sure that that is satisfied and taken care of. So, so yeah. So what about, you know, cause we're talking about on this, you know, series about finances, insurance and real estate. How can you have enough insurance to build uh, generational wealth? Yeah. So for a lot of communities, especially communities I'm a part of, life insurance has, you know, built generational wealth. It's, it's uh, been a big component in, uh, building you know, our middle class as well. Uh, so uh, making sure you have enough life insurance and you're leaving, um, you are leaving uh, a gift, if you will, um, to, to, your, to your next generation. My father passed away. He didn't have a ton of life insurance, but you know, this is my personal story, but he had a life policy. And after we sell the expenses, um, there was, this is like 16, 17 years ago, but um, I was left with like $14,000 and I'll be uh, candid about this. Um, and I was in school, I was struggling, I was working 50 hours a week and going part-time to school and, and couldn't finish uh, college because I was working so much, but you gotta work to um, uh, keep the roof over your head. So that helped me that gift that he left has really shaped my entire life it's because um, I could then go part-time at work, which I did, and I could actually take full-time classes. So I was able to focus on school and that, that gave me the ability to finally get my degree in business and open my offices and employ, you know, 10 plus people and um, in different cities and such. So my father through no knowledge of him, his own, left me a gift that shaped my entire life. So I'm extremely passionate about life insurance, and that's my story. So, uh, powerful, uh, yeah, powerful, powerful story. Powerful story. How it can shape your life, and 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 just leaving things back for your kids, and not that responsibility 
of trying to get it done because we see a lot of times when people pass uh, with these GoFundMe accounts and different things. So uh, one big takeaway that, like I said, I, I wrote it down myself is having insurance outside of work. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, you are listening to the Grandson of a Pastor podcast with your host, Yurik. Uh, and we have Brother Thomas Allen, insurance agency owner for Allstate. Uh, before we get off the uh, podcast, I'd like for you to leave your information so uh, my listeners can reach out to you. Sure. Uh, again, Thomas Allen, you can reach me at thomasallen at allstate.com, T H M A S A L L E N E N. So, uh, or you can call uh, our agency, uh, phone number 502 425 8484. Yeah, we'd uh, love to have the conversation with you. Again, you listen to Brother Thomas Allen here on the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. Uh, before we go, uh, again, we are talking about finance. Uh, today, we're talking about insurance, making sure we have enough. Uh, he broke down the differences with the auto, home, and renter's insurance. Again, I'd like to thank Brother Allen for coming on the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. Uh, before we go, I'd like to, uh, again, say that scripture that I opened up with, which is Proverbs thirteen twenty two, where it says, A good man leaves an inheritance. For his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteousness. Again, I'd like to thank Brother Allen for coming on the grandson of our pastor podcast. Again, uh, we're going to ask Brother Allen to come on uh, every now and then, just to give us a breakdown on his insurance. And hopefully, uh, we continue to fundle uh, our insurances and, and policies because I'm going to, uh, within, within a week or so, uh, reach out to Brother Allen to try to. Uh, See about getting my policies uh, with him and his agency. Again, I'd like to thank Brother Allen for coming on the Grandson of the Pastor podcast. Thank you.